Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome back, everyone, to the Flow Track Podcast. I am Kevin. He is Gordon. We have a jam-packed show for you. Very excited. A little bit of everything. We're going to have an interview with Kira D'Amato, the American record holder in the marathon, who's going to be racing in the Berlin Marathon on Sunday, September 25th, live on Flow Track. We're also going to have in this same show a dunk update from one, the only Gordon Mack. It, it's going to be a show that everybody gets behind here. I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah. I, you know, when the season ended, you know, with track field last meets were on Monday, I figured I needed to do something to keep the podcast going. So <laughs> I laced them up, went to the local court, and I attempted to dunk. And so results cool. were interesting. So, yeah, I mean, if you follow me on away. social media, you, you can you can see the results. So, but if you don't, you can see it here on the podcast. So, anyway, yeah. what else are we going to talk don't about? Give it besides, away. Don't what else are we going to talk about besides Kira and dunking? I think that's going to be a great show. I that's hope all that we that's need. the entire hour. You said tracks over, so you worked on the dunk. I worked on getting uh, Kira on, on the show. And and that that's all we need. I don't know. I got a other a few other things um, that we can get to if we have time. But let's just we'll do those two things. And if anything else, uh, if we have time, then then we'll move move some stuff around. I know we had talked about doing the athlete of the year stuff. I did all my athlete of the year research. I got tiers. I got rankings. But we might have to we might have to wait on that until Friday to do it. Just because you know when I you said I got tears, book. I thought you meant like actual tears, like you were crying no. because of you realized not all these men and women are going to be winning athlete of the year. Someone's <laughs> going to have to go home devastated. No, I I feel good about my picks. Again, we wait till Friday. I might flip flop again on who gets it for the women. At the top, that's the hardest one. That's the hardest one to figure out. But uh, it was a fun exercise. And uh, we'll probably get to that one on Friday. Also, we need submissions, internet coach, guess my PR. So email the show, flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com, flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. 
www.ethernetcoach.com with the subject line internet coach or guess my PR. Um, if you're in the chat, you got questions for, for Kira. If we have time, we'll get to those. You can throw them in there now. Um, if you have questions about Gordon's dunk, you can put those in the chat right now too. Gordon will be doing a full 10, 15 minutes on, on his, we have video folks. We have video. We have a compare and contrast. We'll have commentary from Colt. It's going to be a full segment. Do for the people. I'm really doing it for myself, but also for the people, for the chat, as my backdrop says. It's going to be me. Yeah. December 31st, and this will be the chat and all. We can't see it very well. We still can't see I that know. photo very well. I know. I, I know. know. I sh- you can it's pick it up and good. move it. The colors, <laughs> backdrop is not good. You can't read the text. But if you were in here, you could read it. So, yeah. Well, we are planning on, we're planning on moving to the studio. In the coming weeks, and that was your biggest concern. What happens to your dunking photo? Yeah, it is a big concern. Maybe, well, by the end of the year, you'll have a photo of you you actually dunking, and we just blow that one up, so we get a completely different backdrop. Yes, that screenshot. Anyway, um, so yeah, Berlin Marathon. It's not this weekend, but next next weekend, right? Not this weekend. But next weekend, next Sunday, yes. we're going to go live to do a watch along at like 2 a.m. Central. So Ooh, it's going to be early. You can tune in to YouTube to see me and Gordon and uh, Colt. I'm sure Colt will make an appearance too because he likes to be on camera at 2 in the morning. Um, so you can watch along with us as you watch the marathon, which we live on FlowTrack in the United States and several other countries as well. And then we'll have immediate post-race reaction as well too but yeah you got kipchoge on the men's side kira damato on the women's side should be a very fast and fun race out there in uh in berlin are you gonna stay up or get up have you thought about that yet i'm just gonna stay up you're gonna stay up i think that's a better way to do it i'm gonna i'm gonna it's gonna be tough i'm gonna need like a ton of coffee to make sure that uh that that happens um but it looks like we're getting set here. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us live uh, on YouTube. Like I said, if you've got questions, throw them in the chat. Colt, are we good? We are awesome, awesome. We are pleased to be joined by Kira D'Amato, American record holder in the marathon. She's going to be running the Berlin Marathon on Sunday, September 25th, which is going to be live on FlowTrack in the United States. Kira, thanks for coming on. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing really good. Thanks for having me. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. We're uh, we're pleased that you were able to come on. I want to ask you first just about the preparation because everybody knows you had such a short turnaround time to get ready for world championships. You got that late call. You got to the line in Eugene, had a great result there. But obviously the story didn't stop there because then you had to go and get ready for for <laughs> Berlin. So what's it been like? From Eugene uh, to Berlin, now you ran that 20K uh, recently as well, too. How has your preparation gone? The preparation's gone really well. Um, I think our plan all along was to shoot for Berlin. So when Worlds popped up, we thought, well, this could uh, maybe play into training for that. We didn't quite know how I'd recover from Worlds, and that could have changed a few things. But um, Preparation's gone really well. I mean, yeah, surprise marathon in there, but uh, yeah, I think uh, hopefully that will help out. 
you're in a unique spot here because you look at the seed times and you're at the top of the list. And that doesn't happen a lot for Americans in major marathons. You already have the American record. So what, what is your goal? Do you want to put this American record into the 218s? Do you want to just make sure you secure the win? What is going to be a successful race for, for you in Berlin? Well, I think when I go to the starting line of any race, my goal is to win. So um, I'd really like to win this and winning a world marathon major would be incredible. So I'm going to go in and, you know, fight tooth and nail to try to take home a victory. Um, but then also, like, I think I'm capable of running faster than I did in Houston. Houston was pretty cold. It was like 30 degrees and 10 to 15 mile per hour winds. So not ideal racing conditions. So I'm hoping... Um, especially with all the fitness that I've built up and maybe on a little bit better weather day. Um, I'm hoping I can run a lot faster than I did in January. Kira, how early did you foresee yourself looking towards Berlin as one of your marquee races for 2022? Was this in the plan back in the fall of 2021? Like why Berlin and when did you decide to put it on your schedule? Yeah, it didn't come, I think, until this summer. Um, but I think after having, you know, we kind of alternate on like marathon strength training and then speed training. And being that I had a really solid speed training this spring and into summer, like I've really lowered my 10Ks and I got a lot faster. I felt like um, just overall that I feel like that plays into a really fast marathon. Um, so I really wanted to find a course that could help support that and I could really let it rip and see what I can do. Um, so I think it kind of played off of just a really, you know, fast spring. Um, and yeah, so then we decided, you know, it was kind of between, I guess, Chicago, London and Berlin all have really fast courses. And, um, you know, Berlin, I did that before in 2019. And typically the weather is pretty mild and you know, so a little bit more predictable. So that's, uh, that's why we went for Berlin. Is there like a different mentality going into this race? You've had a lot of like big goals that you've had. Obviously the biggest goal that you've had lately was trying to break an American record. What's your mindset like going into this one? Is it different because, you know, we're marking it as another American record attempt, but really it's just a PB attempt. You know, what is it like kind of mentally, do you feel like there's pressure? Do you feel like there's a lot of stakes in play? Like, how are you kind of approaching it from a mental side? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think I've worked really hard this year on like just my mentality. You know, I felt like I went into Houston being the strongest physically, but also the strongest mentally. And um and i yeah i get that question a lot like oh do you feel a lot of pressure now that you're american record holder no <laughs> i don't feel any pressure you know i don't think anyone's really counting on me for anything i know i'm capable of a lot more and i want to prove that um yeah and but i don't know i don't really feel the pressure which maybe is my superhero power i really don't think anyone thought I was going to make it this far. And so <laughs> I feel like no one probably thinks I can go even further than I have. So um, I'm just going to keep it rolling and, and let it rip. And yeah, it definitely, I feel, I feel like really intense about wanting to PB in Berlin, but it's a different kind of level than setting an American record. I feel like almost a little more chill about it. Like I know I can run faster and I'm going to prove it. 
but um, I don't, it's, it holds a different weight, I think, than trying to break that record for the first time. So I feel a little bit more relaxed about it. And typically when I'm feeling a little more laid back and relaxed, uh, performances do better. So that's a good thing. I remember after you ran the American record, I remember thinking, I mean, ultimately not too surprised just because this era of American women's marathoning is so good. And I thought it was just a matter of, of when that was going to be, when it was going to get broken. How long do you think this record is going to hold? Now, I know obviously you're going to try to get it in, in a couple of weeks, but do you see a, a time in the not too distant future when the U.S. is going to have multiple women, you know, under 219.30 and maybe multiple women in the, in the 218s? Do you share that feeling that this times, these times are going to come crashing down here pretty soon for the women? Yeah, I feel like I kind of broke the seal. Like, I know that's a really bad analogy, but that's that's how I feel. I feel like I kind of just proved that it was possible. And I think a lot of, especially my competitors saw me do that and thought, man, if Kira can do that, I can do that too. And I believe they can. So I think we're gonna, I think um, that, I don't think my record's gonna last too long. And even when I said it, I thought that this wasn't going to last very long. I think there's a lot of really capable women and we're seeing them run really fast. So I think if I don't push that down further, I think uh, I'm not going to have that record very much longer. Going back to world championships, because I'm not sure everybody would have taken the leap that you did to run that race. <laughs> um, because it was such short notice from when Molly had to scratch and then you got the call. Now, from our outside vantage point, like you got the best possible scenario, like like you did everything you could. There's like that iconic photo fin, you know, finish at the photo with the three American women there. It was just, and obviously competing on um, a U.S. course made it made it that much more special. I, I feel like for you, but were there any like moments where you're like I don't know, like this sounded good. In, in the lead up to it, but either at the start line or, or at mile 10 or at mile 20, when you're like, this, this could have been a fairy tale, but this could also go like poorly for me. Yeah. I think I knew that going into the race, but um, yeah, when I said yes, I was like, you know, I'm going to give it all I have. And it was, you know, 17 days before the race. So that's usually when people are starting to taper for the marathon is when I found out about it. So I knew I couldn't really add too much to my fitness. I could only kind of take away from that feeling like so fresh and so fast. Um, but I went in really like optimistic that maybe I don't have that marathon base and the long tempos and the long runs or just that practice of fueling, which I think is really what got me the most. But I went in thinking, well, I'm really fast right now, so no pace is going to really phase me and I feel really fresh. So I felt, but I also like, you know, when everything goes right in your training and it's a perfect weather day and you just feel like it's no excuse kind of like weather or formatting and that adds a whole nother layer of pressure. I didn't have any of that. I didn't have the ideal mm -hmm. training. I didn't have anything ideal. So in a way I felt like I was playing with house money. Like I had nothing to lose because this isn't how I would have done things had I known. So I went in really free and um, you know, the race went out and I tried to, you know, like I said, I'm going to try to go in and win every race. And I was looking at my watch for the first four or five miles or however long I was with that pack thinking we're on like sub world record pace. And I barely think I'm in marathon fitness. So I probably should slow my roll right now. 
but I felt really great through like two laps and going into the third lap. That's when like all of those feelings of like, what did I sign up for? I'm not ready for this. <laughs> and knowing that I had like another, I don't know, eight or 10 miles, that is not a good feeling in a marathon. But I'm really proud of myself for just like gutting through and hanging in there. And that was, I think we saw in that third loop of that race where the lack of marathon fitness really was for me. And even more so than that, like my body was, hadn't been training with all the fueling. You don't really need that in 10 K. So I feel like my body started rejecting all of that and didn't know what to do when I was giving it gels and sports drinks and stuff. So uh, I think that really came back to bite me in the third lap too, but I'm so proud of how like we did. And for me to finish eighth and be the caboose of like team USA, that's a good day, you know, on the world stage. And, you know, in that picture, yeah, these, these pictures all like got, went pretty like viral and i think it's pretty cool for an eighth place finisher at worlds to like have such a moment like that so that was a really special team to be a part of emma and sarah are just such like fierce gritty like tough runners so that was really cool to help help round out that team so as we look towards in about a week and a half now how many days away are we 10 days 14 what is it about 10 um days away? I don't even know what day of the week it is right now. I, what is today's the 14th? Yeah, I think we have like 10. Wednesday. We have 10 days. Yeah, you're locked in. What, what, what's what's the uh, training that you do today when you're 10 days out? What's the uh... so today is my day off, which is awesome. I get one day off a month and I've been saving it for today. I did my last long run yesterday, just an easy 20 miles just to, you know, keep deep going, get some more time on feet. But it was really a relaxed pace. So that was that was good. Um, I'll have probably, I think, two more workouts um, before I go and then um, and then just like go after it. But right now we're like we're in the home stretch of it. So it's just really focusing on the little things, making sure I'm getting enough sleep, enough nutrition. I'm staying healthy, which right now with everything going around, especially my kids being in school is a little bit terrifying. But, um, you know, we're doing the best we can. Do you have a specific uh, strategy that you're looking to implement in Berlin, um, pace-wise and position-wise through the first 10K, first half marathon of the race? Yeah, I think for, you know, we usually don't pick out like the exact race pace until like the few days leading before that. So, but I think like for this race, like, I mean, I want to win, but I also want to see how fast I can run. So I think I'm going to try to run like a pretty even split race and just kind of lock into whatever we think that like goal pace will be. Um, and we kind of decide that like a couple of days uh, before before the race, just judging how everything's going, how the weather, how I'm feeling. So that will kind of, um, you know, we have a little sliding bar and that will shift depending how everything goes. I want to go back for a second to 2020. 2021 people may remember that first 5,000 that went i guess viral in the running world of you doing like a time <laughs> trial by yourself i remember i think gordon shared the video with me he's like check this out and i was like wait a minute how many laps like was that that was a full 5,000 like what was going on we're all googling trying to figure out uh where that where that lined up all time um from there until now now you're an american record holder now you're one of the best in the world. Um, who was the person? What, was there a person back then or a race that you wanted to get into where you were thinking, okay, if I beat them, like I'll know that I'm, I've like made it. Like, like, was there a marker along the way, a time along the way 
from when you ran that time trial out in Virginia to where you are now that kind of signified, all right, I'm, I, I, I belong in this top tier. That's a really great question. And I'm so happy you brought out that race because that was really, I feel like that put me on the map a little bit. And it was so, it was funny because our friend Brandon Miles, like, you know, it was during COVID. So nothing was going on. So we're like, hey, Brandon, you must be bored. Come, uh, come film this time trial. And he was like, I'll be, I'll be there. So, but I thought the comments were so funny. Like, are you sure that's a full 400 meter track? You know, is the... Uh, <laughs> you know did she not do enough laps like it was the comments were pretty hilarious but um yeah you know like for me i knew there was more to discover but i had no idea how much so like even after that 5k like my immediate reaction is oh i wish we would have gone out faster i know i can break 15. so there's always been that little carrot and i feel like why like another like part of like my secret is i haven't i've been making these like short-term realistic goals every time I get it. So it's not like I sat, you know, on that 1504 day looking like, oh, I'm going to break the American record. Like I had, that was nowhere in my like horizon at the time. So it was kind of like I break 1504. Okay. What's next? And then, you know, that later that fall, I think I broke 70 for the first time in the half marathon by running, I think I ran like 68 something. I'm like, wow, that was that was pretty good. So what's next? So I feel like I've always kind of just been enjoying the process. And then I pick my head up and look around and be like, wow, I'm making really, really great progress. But I think like, I knew I like for marathoning, I felt like I made it when I set the American record. That's when I thought, okay, maybe I'm a marathon <laughs> runner. <laughs> so but until, until then, I really didn't think I was a marathon runner. Um, which is pretty funny to think about, but yeah, I haven't really like calibrated off of people or anything. It's kind of, mm. um, just been myself and what I can do. And I feel like on this journey, it's been how fast can I run? And I think it's still really cool that I know I can run faster. And that's real exciting when you think like my fastest days are ahead of me. Mm -hmm. So was nobody in awe that you were eating or even like shoulder to shoulder with like did you ever have a moment where you're like midway through a 5k or a 10k and a half and you're just like looking around like wait a minute how am i how am i with oh, this yeah. person right now that's crazy well it's so funny because i feel a mix of how did i even get here like what am i doing here and then i want to beat everyone so it's just really funny like at the new york mini like I passed Paris and I was thinking, how in the world am I passing her? But at the same time, I went into that race trying to beat her, you know, or just everyone in that field, really. So it's been this really weird, like, mix of like, I can't believe, like at Worlds, like how in the world did I get here? And then also like, I'm gonna try to win. So it's this really strange mix of like having the most respect and everything for all my competitors. But then also, you know, I feel like, I don't know, I can run with anyone in the world. And it's funny because even like my whole life, I always felt like even when I got beat, I would think like in high school, I'd get beat by a senior and I'd think, okay, well, they're better than me today, but I can get better. I know I can be better than them. So I've had this like really like weird confidence in running that like, I know if I work hard and do what I need to do, I can run with anyone in the world. We were looking at your website, kieradamato.com. Go check it out. Still says <laughs> running and real estate. 
Are you still all in on both of those ventures? How and if so, how do you keep in staying one of the top runners in the world, but also being a real estate agent? Yeah, that balance has shifted. And I think at times when like I'm on a break for running, I'll go like more into real estate. And like right now when we're really like tightening up and I'm in full send mode, like I haven't been doing real estate. Um, this year I have taken a step back a little bit and I've been like referring out some of my clients and um, when, you know, cause I'll have some clients that call and be like, Hey, we're in town this weekend. We're ready to buy a house. And I'm like, well, I'm out of town this weekend. So, you know, I'll have someone else help you out, but it's been an ongoing, you know, just finding the right balance of it all. Um, I really love real estate. I think I'm really good at it. It's really fun for me to like help people out. And that was such an exciting journey. Um, and I think for me, for a while, having that that was how like financially was my career, it took a lot of pressure off of running. So I feel like it really helps balance me and it keeps things in perspective and then allows me to make decisions in running like that are not financial. I get to pick the races that I think I can run the best and that will showcase my talents the best, not ones that, you know, I'm not chasing paychecks. So I think that that is like really a luxury and a privilege that I have to be able to like be really selfish with my running decisions. So I think real estate has really um, allowed for that for me. So I'm real appreciative of, of the balance of that. As your uh, new found running fa uh, fa fame affected any real estate deals? Like have they been like, oh, you, you're running, you're eighth in the world right now. Like has there ever been weird overlap <laughs> where real estate has kind of gotten involved with the running? side of things like as someone you've been training with they're like yeah i'm looking for a house and then you you hooked up a fellow runner out up it has been like the best source of like referrals for me and like originally when i was getting into running and like i kind of saw it as a way to connect with more people get involved with the community and get my name out there and really like network um and i think that worked, you know? <laughs> and like I, for a while I was getting messages like, oh, I heard you on a podcast that you're a realtor, I'm moving to Richmond. So it was a really, really great like marketing tool for quite honest. Um, and then I think running has also, it shows a lot about my character and my drive, my termination, my work ethic, where like you really want like a hardworking agent and like a trustworthy and someone that's really gonna be looking out for your best um, and how do you find out about that person unless you know them on a personal level? So I feel like this has really showed like kind of who I am in a way that's, you know, for people that haven't worked with me before. But um, yeah, it's funny because at races, like originally when I was coming onto the scene, people be like, hey, are you that running realtor? I have a house to sell. I'm like, why? Yes, I am. Let me uh, <laughs> let me like get some water for a second. I got to kind of catch my breath. But so it's been, it's been a really, it's been a really fun journey for sure. Do you watch any of those real estate reality shows? There's been a run of them um, recently on Netflix, um, like Selling Sunset. And if so, would you like to talk to me about them for the next 60 seconds? Because nobody in my life watches them <laughs> like I do. I feel like I live them, so I don't watch them uh, at all. And like uh, real estate can be, like it's a stressful job because it's such like, it's a huge move in somebody's life. And it's like the biggest financial you know, decision that they'll make. And it's an investment. So there's a lot of like emotions at, at stake there. So um, yeah, I haven't, what, what is your favorite? Like if I were to get into one of them, what is your, what is your favorite? 
I think Selling Sunset is the the OG now, and then now there's all these spinoffs from it, and now it's like any reality show. It's created like they've become stars themselves. I'm in it for the mm-hmm. houses, Kira. Like I, I don't want to know. <laughs> I, I want to see the houses. Like, do we have open concept? Like, is this person gonna <laughs> gonna gonna buy the ten million dollar house? Like, are they gonna co listing with the like? I learned all the terminology. So then it gets a little too dramatic, and I'm just like, hey, we haven't seen a house yeah. in like 15 minutes. Can I can I see a house? Uh, but I'm yeah, not sure I want to see know? it. I want to see some kitchens. Some, you know what's funny about right. open concept? It like during COVID, everyone realized we do not want open concept. So that's been like that's been a trend that's shifting just because wow. there's no spaces. So now it's like open sight lines, or it's not purely open concept because people found that you know, when everyone's stuck at home, they don't have, um, you know, places to hide or just any privacy. (laughs) So that's been a really funny shift that we've seen during COVID is now people want private workspaces and at least like open enough, but then with some, with some places to hide. So that's been pretty funny. All right. This is great. This has already exceeded my expectations of this interview. We're getting an open concept. I love it. Um, (laughs) back to, um, I also wanted to ask about, uh, well, Gordon pulled this up. Your first, we think this is your first cross country race ever, or at least the first one that made it uh, way out of the internet. Um, what meet is this, Colt? Can you can you blow up these results so we can see it? This is um, 1998, the Monroe Parker Invitational. Now that you had a very successful freshman year, right? You end up being one of the best runners in the state your freshman year. Mm-hmm. But um, do you remember anything about this race? I think you finished 150 or something. Okay, I will. I remember this so clearly. So I was running with the varsity girls at Oakton all summer. And then I went on a vacation and I asked the coach, like, could I go on this beach vacation? Like, I'm so new to running. I don't know. You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to miss practice. But I just asked, like, hey, can I go? You know, my family's going to the beach. Can I go? And they're like, yeah, that's fine. Well, it turns out I missed like a time trial that was selecting the varsity team. So they announced like the top seven on Oakton High School. And I was not one of them. They put me in the JV race. And I was like, I've been running with these girls all year. How can you pass me up for varsity? I felt very, uh, very slighted, but also I understood that like, well, I wasn't in that time trial race. So I felt like my first race was a really big chance to prove it. So I actually ran in the JV race that day. And I won it, which I was really, really proud that I went out and won it. But I was, and I just really wanted, and I think I actually ran faster than every other girl on my team that day. And I was like, try to put me in JV again, coach me, you know, like I really feel like I earned my spot on varsity. So uh, I remember that race. Did I run 23 minutes? Well, was this? Yeah. Well, maybe you're thinking of a different race because this is like, there's like lost to Sarah Kirtland. See, I don't think that's right, man. No, because I won. Uh oh. Yeah, that's not right. That I won that JV race that day, and I was the fastest one on uh, on my team. So I'm gonna Uh-oh. call shenanigans get- on that result. You gotta go in and fat yeah. check. I don't know how you can do. Now I wasn't beating Liz Autry and Kelly Ostad. I will tell you that I remember them very well. But uh, I think I was like top 20 in the race overall, or top 15 even. So. Or maybe yeah, we maybe need to get Brandon, the yeah, Brandon Miles on this. Merged. this is, yeah, we gotta get Brandon. Yeah, Brandon Miles, Miles really <laughs> needs to do some. We're gonna have to audit this. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna look it up. I still have like a newspaper somewhere in my house. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna I find my results. I'm gonna ask you guys to update that because uh, yeah, yeah that, was, that was a really good day for me. Oh, I know how I well, out kicked. 
There was a girl, look for Marjorie Sensor. She's who I outkicked that day in that race. She was at, I Marjorie think, Woodbridge. Sensor. See if she's in the results at all. Marjorie Sensor. This is amazing. Walk down memory lane here. I love it. <laughs> I know, I'm so well, you know what's funny too? I can't remember Jack about like what I had for breakfast or any of my results. You asked me how many marathons <laughs> yeah. I've done. I have no idea. But for some reason, this race had so much emotion in it for me because I was like, I felt kind of slighted. Yeah. Well, the reason why I brought it up was confused because I looked at it's the it was the first race as a freshman, but then the remaining races you were running well, and I was like, how did you finish 150th in the race one, and then? The rest of your races oh, are going on to like qualifying for state. Day. I really crushed it that day. I'm going to so go. This is an error. Yeah. We got to update this. Wow. Yeah. Gordon's usual bit of finding uh, every athlete's worst high school race backfired in this instance. Here is going to bring up. Okay. The I've had a lot me. of really, <laughs> I've had a lot of really bad races, but that is not one of them. And I would like that <laughs> to be uh, an asterisk next to my name there. Right, we'll work on getting on this fixed. Oh yeah, 18. Okay, so I ran, yeah, I ran under 20 minutes because I beat Marjorie and I like really outkicked her. So I think I got her by, uh, I don't know. I don't know how long, but I definitely beat Marjorie Sensor. So, but we were both in the JV race and she's still like, we've remained in touch. She's a really nice person. Yeah, Until maybe, a, maybe yeah, yeah, I don't know what's going on here. Maybe something happened with the merge probably when they, yeah, maybe the varsity and the, the junior merge. varsity together. Brandon's made like two mistakes ever. So this will be free <laughs> for him. I'll send him a message. I'll send him a message. Yeah. <laughs> Say, what's the deal with your results? Um, yeah. I wanted to ask you, uh, Ilya Kipchoge is headlining the, the men's race uh, in Berlin. Have you run, have you ever been in a major where he's been uh, present? This would be the first time. I don't, not, at least not in my like elite phase of racing, but I am so excited. I would really love to meet him. And I know the best way to meet him is to also win the race. So, um, yeah. so that's like another like thing that like what yeah. really motivates me is like run really fast. So if they have two people like the top male and top female on the podium, like that would be, uh, that might be my chance. So that's also, I feel like that's on the line. I feel that I do feel pressure about. I'm really, uh, yeah. Want to make sure to, to get to meet him. So what would like you basically? So this is like if I wanted to meet Joel Embiid to, uh, hitting a half-court shot at a Sixers game, that's all I have to do. But for you, you have to win a major marathon. Just major a little marathon. bit. Harder. Yeah, I think for, probably equal difficulty. I don't know. I think I have a – I don't know if I could do a half-court shot. But, yeah, I think that's that's definitely uh, – that would be pretty cool to meet him. Maybe at, like, the press conference. Maybe we'll, like, cross paths there. But um, what should I say? If I get an opportunity to talk to him, what do I say? Do I tell a joke? Or what do I – I don't even know what I would say. That's tough. I mean, because they never – you know, it's tough to meet meet someone you've idolized. I mean, see if he's interested in any of your properties in Virginia. Maybe. <laughs> have your business card have ready. You considered moving to Richmond, Virginia? If so, I have a great place for you. <laughs> What would you want to know or what would you just want to be like sort of in his same space? I don't know. People like that, like they have like that rock star aura. I think it's kind of difficult to come up with things to ask or to say. To yeah, I think I would like, oh man, I would, I don't know. I think I would just have to go with the joke and just get them to laugh, I guess. But that 
just interaction would be incredible. But I don't know. Hopefully I'll think of something on the spot. Usually I'm not good at thinking on my feet. So I'm sure this would be a really uh, disastrous interaction, but I'm here yeah. for it. <laughs> well, if you do win, right, and then you just say, you know, only 15 minutes behind you, you know, something like that, how you're closing the gap on yeah. them. Like, yeah, if you, PR, I, was, you know, I was thinking about beating them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like if you have a press conference afterwards, where it's just the two of you um, and you PR, he's probably, I don't know. I don't want to put limits on Kipchoge, but his PR is pretty good. So, mm -hmm. you know, you can start off the press conference as, as the only athlete up here who set a personal best today, let me just say, <laughs> and then go into it like, so you think by like jabbing him is the best way to like just really go for it what if it's like some lighthearted trash talking you know like yeah yeah i think that's the okay. way to do it okay because, okay because, i can do that because nobody will take because he's, he's on this pedestal right and that's the that's the best mm -hmm. way because no okay. they never hear that sort of stuff i think it would be, i think it would come across well um okay we got a couple questions we got a couple questions um in the chat here that we wanted to throw your way before we let you go. Um, oh, someone wants to know if you can geek out about your racing shoes and how they've changed over the years. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I, oh man, I could geek out about this for a while, but I love the Nike racing shoes that we've had. And even before I was running Elite and I was just running to like prove something to myself and as a little piece and quiet, whatever, whenever I did a marathon, I'd really invest in a good shoe because especially, you know, when they were first advertising that 4%, I was doing the math and on like a three plus hour marathon, that's minutes. So I'm like, if I could take minutes off my marathon time, like that's what I'm gonna do. And I worked so hard for months and months leading into this marathon that I wouldn't wanna cut any corners on the shoes. But um, it's been really fun for me to just see the evolution of the shoes and the materials. And um, and then when they introduced the Alpha Fly, like I was like, nothing could be better than the Vapor Fly for the marathon, right? And then I started running in that, and that is just, such an incredible marathon shoe that it's been uh yeah it's been really fun to be part of uh team nike and just see that progression the other was question shoe, we got well oh, follow up there was like shoe decision like i guess like during your college days and like when you're getting ready to get back into the elite fitness was it a big thought process of like what shoe you wanted to wear or were you kind of like how important was it deciding your shoe when you're getting good and running 
Yeah, I mean, back in like college, I don't think I ever really thought twice about it, you know, so it just kind of whatever was there or whatever the team provided or whatever I could get my hands on. And I think I put like I was putting like a lot of miles on shoes, too. And when you're like in college and don't have like a job, it's really hard to afford like all the shoes. But um, back like after when I started this journey, like I had had an ankle injury and I had surgery. And I was really, really particular for like what I ran in. So like I would try a lot of shoes and some cushioning, which just wasn't right or some rides just weren't right for me. So um, so I've been really picky about shoes. And I think, you know, a lot of brands are really like starting to catch up, which is exciting to see. But for me, like I found I think it was the Zoom Elite was like that shoe that um really worked with like my ankle and now like the zoom fly is just like my favorite trainer in the world so that's been uh that's been really cool but yeah it's it's fun now like especially with like you know having a job and having money to be able to like get whatever shoes i want that's been uh that's been really fun another question before you do that though thought of another kipchoge tactic pretend you have no idea who he is uh like <laughs> just, just be really like good. Uh, it was a great race for me out there today. Happy that I that I ran so fast. On the men's side, it was good to see like this up and comer get the win. Yeah. I hope he has a really successful career. Um, not don't know okay. too much about like, him though. That's really good. That's really good. Or I go up to him and be like, "Well, you know, I'm Kira, right? You know me. What's your name?" <laughs> I like that. Elias? I like that a lot. I'm yeah. do it. Or like, yeah. yeah, be like, "Yes, I'll take a picture with you." You know, like, <laughs> that's like, yeah, you want a picture? Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll take a picture. Yeah, feel free to tag me. That's fine. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> All right. The other one, uh, Kira, outside of distance running, uh, do you have a favorite track and, and or field event to watch? Oh, to watch. Man, I felt so lucky to be at Worlds and just going to the track every day and watching everything. Like, I get so into whatever's going on. Like, watching, like, the long jump and the triple jump. Oh, my gosh. They're, like flying and the pole vault was just incredible like the energy of the throwers like they just bring a whole type of energy that i'm so about but then oh man sydney's like 400 hurdles was amazing but i love i mean i guess i'm a distance girl so i love watching all like the distance events too but i'm just here for it i guess this is a very long answer to a short question but whatever's on the track i'm gonna watch and be like really into it because it's it's all good were you you were in the stadium for Sydney's world record? Yeah, yeah, that was incredible. Yeah, that was nuts. That was a good night to be at the stadium. That was crazy. Oh, um, man, it just, it felt electric. I, it, there was just a feeling, like, in the air, like, right before it happened, and then, like, you know, when the gun was about to go off, and it was just silent. And then as soon as it went off, like, everyone was going nuts, and just Sydney looked like she was right out of a cannon. Like it was just, oh man, it was really incredible to watch. It's not too often you get to watch and witness like a world record. So that was, that was really cool. Yeah. And then like the slight, the small anticipation of like when she crosses the line to win, the time comes up. And then that small second of like when the time comes up to people trying to process it in their brain. And then they just all freak out is like a very interesting. Oh man, like, everyone was hugging everyone. Yeah, everyone <laughs> was hugging everyone. We we're high fiving, like, you know, everyone around you in the stadium. It was it was so cool to watch. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time uh this morning, Kira, on your on your day off. Gordon has one more question though, and then we'll I have let one you last go. question. 
So it's a part two part question, but you can answer it in one uh -oh. in one sentence. Uh, so these, are yeah. your are your children joining you in Berlin? No, they will not be. They're gonna they're gonna stay at home. They have school, so we're just gonna keep them in the routine. And uh, yeah, they'll they'll be at home. So with that being said, the race is at what three a.m. East Coast time. Are they going to be yeah. wanting to stay up to watch mom run or like, are they going to be school night? Sorry, you get to watch the tape delay. Yeah, uh, that's a really good question. My kids usually get up between five and six. So really, it's not too yeah. far to think that. But my guess is hopefully they'll sleep in. It's better for everyone when they get enough sleep. So then maybe they'll just watch a rerun or something. But um, yeah, that will uh, that's going to that's going to be fun. They like uh, especially my daughter loves watching me race like she gets really into it. And uh, so that's uh, I know she'll she'll really like that. But then we're going to try to use like mom's running at 3 a.m. So we get to stay up and watch TV. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're clever enough to figure that one out yet. But I think soon then then they'll start using those excuses. I have a six year old and the one one of the benefits is they do not understand the concept of tape delay. So they can show them the race, <laughs> can show them the, race the next day and they could think that's when it's happening right then because everything is. Well, on that's exactly. Today. Our family watches America's Got Talent. My son really wanted to be a magician for a while. So we like were showing him that show of like what magicians do. And then he's like, Yeah, never mind. I don't think I want this. But we've been watching it, but it starts at eight o'clock, which is their bedtime. So I actually tell them it's Wednesday when it comes out because we just record it. So yeah, I'm all, I'm all about that delay. That's I'm totally yeah, fine yeah. by that. And then you fast forward the commercials, which is another win. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, go. you gotta you uh, with with as as a parent, you got to use every sort of trick that you can to <laughs> manipulate bedtime. Yeah, when I can still trick them, I will. Yeah, yeah, awesome. All right, well, best of luck. Uh, safe travels to uh, Berlin, Kira. We'll be waking up early to watch it um, and see what you're doing live. Um, it is Sunday, September 25th, Berlin Marathon live on FlowTrack. American record holder Kira Damato. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me and thanks for bringing this much accessibility like from the athletes to the fans and everything. I really appreciate all you guys do for the sport. So keep on keep on doing you and um, I'll be watching. Awesome. Best of luck. Thank you so much. See you there. Thank you so much, Kira. All right. That was Kira D'Amato, our special guest. As we mentioned, you can check out the, the Berlin Marathon live on FlowTrack Sunday. Uh, September 25th. Gordon, do you have all the countries that it's going to be on? I mean, we know US. What are the other countries? Do you have that? Uh, obviously, we're going to be doing the YouTube watch along as well, too. So you can listen to Gordon and I talk and interact with fellow FlowTrack fans or running fans uh, in the chat. But uh, what are all the countries that are showing this thing, Gordon? So it'll be live on FlowTrack for US viewers, Canadian, United Kingdom, Australia, Ireland, Italy, Lithuania, Estonia, New Zealand, Turkey, and Latvia. So US, Canada, UK, Australia, those are like the, yeah. the big ones and then a few other smaller countries. But in the US and Canada and UK, watch the Berlin Marathon live on FlowTrack. Uh, thoughts on the interview? Gordon, grade yourself. How, how do you think you did out there? Well, my stat, she just like told me my stat was completely irrelevant. <laughs> She didn't finish 150th. She finished, She won her race. It's a very big difference between winning a race and finishing 150th. <laughs> so maybe, I mean. Yeah, that was I'm, rough. That was rough for you. I have to take her word for it, but maybe she's thinking of a different race that's just not in the system. I don't know, but she's probably right. And No, I think she's right. Split. 
data. So I mean, it's a nineteen ninety eight result. So that I don't think Milesplit existed back then. So it's probably like an archive listen, upload. So I am about the same age as her. I'm a little bit older. If you ask me a race about a race my freshman year, I don't know if I'd be able to tell you exactly the place, but I would certainly remember good or bad and where I finished in it. Like we're not, yeah. I'm not that old to, to where I would forget. And some of the, those memories, especially those, your early memories of the sport are kind of burned into your, your brain. And, oh, I outkicked this person or this person was right near me. Like that stuff sticks out. So I think you were, you were wrong. I just, I was pumped. We got to talk open concept. I didn't think that would come up um, on the interview. <laughs> I like, I liked workshopping the Kipchoge things. Cause I thought about that too. Like, yeah, the best way to meet, you get the photo with, like, how cool is that, right? It's not just, oh, I yeah. saw him at the expo and I got a photo. It's like, I'm holding my trophy, he's holding his trophy, and we're standing next to each other. Or is this Your Berlin's equals. the one with the giant beard? Yeah. yeah, the giant beers, right? Is that Berlin yeah. with the giant so beers? She can, so she can, yeah, yeah, remember Shalane doing that? Yeah. That's yeah. Fun. So it just, it's, yeah, it's awesome when you're on the same, on the same pedestal as the greatest men's marathoner of all time. That's pretty cool. Uh, before we get to the dunk update, one update from Berlin, the other top American in the race, Sarah Hall has scratched. She posted on social media with just two months between worlds in Berlin. I needed everything to go as planned, but unfortunately I suffered a setback with my IT band focused on New York city marathon and getting to the line ready to run what I believe I am capable of. So Hall who, She's obviously run fast over this past year as well, too. Thought she could be in the mix because this is a this is a race where both her and D'Amato um, were towards the top of that entry list. Um, she will not be in in Berlin, but back for New York City. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, it's a bummer. Um, but one thing we know about Sarah Hall is she will always find a race to run. She was notorious for running multiple fall marathons and. It's like, oh, yeah, I, don't worry, guys. I still have the New York City Marathon in my back pocket, which is still another fall marathon. So as much as it would have been great to see her in Berlin, um, she's run well overseas uh, the past few years. It would been nice to see her with Kira seeing a good one-two punch of U.S. I mean, maybe U.S. could have gone one-two or something. That would have been incredible. Um, but it wasn't in the cards this time, and uh, I'm sure she'll find a way to get healthy and show up well in New York City, which will still be a good a good run, a good race. That's a good field. So, mm -hmm. um, Berlin loses her, but New York City gains her. So. Mm -hmm. All right, I I'm gonna step aside right now. I'm gonna let you and Colt handle this next segment. We got 12 minutes left here for the Gordon Dunk update. For those of you new to the pod, I'll just set the stage and then I'll exit the stage. Gordon's New Year's resolution was to be able to dunk a basketball. We saw an early attempt pre-broken clavicle i believe yeah then he broke his clavicle he was off for a while and now we have a few months left in the year gordon gave it another shot so gordon this is your dream this is your goal uh, i'll let you uh break down your your latest attempt to the people and cole i think you should chime in here this is kind of your moment oh yeah um, as I'm an imp as an impartial observer and uh someone who who has you know, known Gordon well over these last couple months. Professional dunk appraiser is the title. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, my goal is to dunk basketball. I'm not athletic in any way. So 
the main thing I had to do first these past eight months, eight or nine months was just get healthy, get in shape and lose weight and just do that whole thing. And I feel like I'm progressing. So I told myself, let's see where I am at with dunking. So I haven't done an attempt since January. I haven't been on a basketball court since January. So I went on to a basketball court yesterday and I started attempting. So you're gonna see a bunch of attempts. The first few are not good. And because what I was doing was, I was trying to do a two step, like a two foot leap, like jumping off of two feet. Cause that's what I was seeing on the internet. That's harder. And it was, it wasn't, I wasn't doing good. Like the two step thing wasn't working. I, I was losing my momentum. So then I transferred to just jumping off of one leg. And then I started making a little bit of progress. You can see this was, uh, I cut this together, see all my attempts, but the attempts got better over time. And you'll see the final attempt was the best attempt. Um, and I don't know, I feel like I'm getting better. So we'll wait to see where's my final attempt. So there we go. I hit rim, I touched rim there. You can see my reaction. I was very proud of myself because you could taste you'll it. See, I was not able to jump this high eight or nine months ago. But the last one, I think it's coming up. Yeah, that's the last one right there. You can't can oh, you no, freeze one that more. one? No, 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 no there's one freeze more. It? This is that's that's the one. Yeah, go back and freeze that one. That was the one. <laughs> go back and put that on a poster. Love the sound. Can, hear my audio can, just go, Ooh. can people hear that noise? Can people hear that? <laughs> yeah, I think yes. people can hear it. Just maybe go to the next video. The next video basically shows January versus September. Big improvement. So big sure. difference. <laughs> big difference. I'm getting better. If you kind of freeze it midair, you can see that at one point, like I am way short on touching the rim in January. Now I can grab the rim, like pause it right there. Yeah. See, that's it's very different. Uh, also, I like the angle of, on the right side because I look like I'm jumping higher. Um, but yeah, so I hit rim. I hit rim. That's a good stepping stone. Then I tweeted out. Next step is a golf ball, then a tennis ball, then a grapefruit, then a basketball-sized beach ball, and then a basketball. And if I can do all those things in that order, I will dunk by December 31st, and I'll be like this guy in this poster. Dunk. Kevin, are you surprised that I've made progress? Well, I, I want to hear from the dunk appraiser first. Okay. I think, Cole, I think, are you surprised I made progress? No, I'm not surprised. You definitely, like, you look just more athletic in the, the new videos, for sure. Like, there's a big difference there, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was no, looking at that, I was like, whoa, man, I was No, it looks really good. good looking dude. I, th I think you're on track if you keep going. You can get it by, by Christmas. Um, I did hear from a fellow dunker. He uh, played on my college's basketball team. He told me you can get, you can jump higher on a wooden court. He says, what you're jumping on right now is like the worst jump surface you can jump on that. If you go to an actual indoor basketball court, you'll add a few yeah. inches. So that's good. Well, time. that's what someone says in the chat. It says wood gym floor will add three to four inches. Um, three to four. So you got to start. A lot. And then got to start with someone, dunking a tennis ball, then volleyball, then basketball. Someone says, can you pump? You can't pump a ball though, right? Basketball. 
I don't know yet. Probably not. My hands are kind of tiny. I've been told that I have tiny hands, which kind of sucks. But I'll work uh, on that. Jonah in, the, Jonah in the chat says, five, four guys can get rim. Getting the ball all the way over is going to be a steep ask. Yeah. Jonah. But, but right. I, I was never – I was never – under the assumption that you'd be able to do this with a basketball, I thought it would be cool if you could do it with a, a, a mini basketball. Like, I'm fine with the – I'm calling it a success mini basketball. Golf ball, no. Tennis ball, no. Grapefruit, no. You throw more circular objects at me, I'll just keep saying no. <laughs> but I'm okay with mini ball. Colt, are you okay with mini, mini ball? ball? I don't know. I think I think you got to go all the way, right? you got to okay, have the well, big ball. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's got to be a basketball. It's got to be a basketball. Real basketball. Yeah. Okay. I well, mean, then you're gonna need to. Yeah, you're gonna have to get. Yeah, you're gonna have to keep keep going. See, you've done. You've made the big leap, right? You dropped your 5K time from 20 minutes to 18 minutes, but then yeah. now you got to go that extra 30 seconds. Yeah, 25 minutes to 18. The hardest part is that last little section because it's easy to make that initial jump. I got to be honest. I uh, I watched this in the car yesterday. Arch, I was picking up my kids from school, saw a text from you, uh, pulled up in the video, and I just started laughing. Like, not at you, but like, man, he's – good job, Gordon. Like, I was proud of you. I had a proud podcast host moment when I saw that because, like Colt said, you, look, you just looked athletic doing it, and that's a big, yeah. that's a big step. It, it's going to be real well, hard, though, to get this by December 31st. But you're on the path. Like you can, you can objectively see that you improved by a lot, which is the yeah. most important thing. I do think another thing that's going to improve my vertical is just learning how to jump properly. Because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just running and jumping. And you could see, like in the beginning, I was not able to even like touch, like rim. I was like way short. I was like, there's no way I'm this short. Like clearly, I'm doing something wrong. It's because I just wasn't launching properly. And I think if I yeah master the launch. Get on a hardwood floor. Someone said I should buy some Nike Vapor Flies and just like have a little <laughs> cushion there, add a few inches yeah. there, put it all all together, and then just you know work my way up. I am gonna start no more just jumping to touch the rim. I'm gonna start dunking smaller objects to kind of visualize. All right, no, I got to go in. I can't just tap it. Yeah. So, uh, so more advice that, here from that jump was after doing 90 box jumps. So my legs were tired. DET522. Uh, this is the same person who said that the wood gym floor will add three to four inches. He says, or they, he or she, uh, stay with one foot takeoff, which will be to your advantage with your height. Two foot is way more about timing and coordination. Okay. Yeah. But with your I'm height, knocking... with your height, they're saying go with the, the one foot is to your It's like in shot, you're throwing the shot, right? Are you a glider or are you a, are you a spinner? I guess everybody yeah. spins now, but you got to play the, the style to your strengths. Um, I think it's time to enlist an expert. I think we've gotten to the point where we need to enlist an expert because all you're doing is box jumps. There's got to be other stuff that you can do to take this to the next level. We need to find yeah. a high jumper um, who will give you some advice. Because um, now I can actually do the workouts. Before I was not healthy to be able to even do typical workouts, like Olympic style lifts or anything like that. But now that I'm healthy, I can actually do the actual yeah. things. Do you know any high jumpers? 
Do you have any? You cool I mean, with any Javon hijackers? Harrison? Should we, just, should we just like hit up Javon Harrison? Ask him about Maybe. almost winning the Diamond League. Well, no, ask him about you dunking too. That would be the biggest. Yeah. Who? No, I mean, you need. I could. Ask, you need like a legit. You have three. What is this? September. All you have half of September. Four months. October, November, December. So you have three and a half months, yeah. correct? Yeah. So you have four, fourteen weeks. You could do a legit. You could do a marathon build up in fourteen weeks. You could definitely do a dunk build up where you're actually doing. Like, are you doing any like power lifts? Like, are you doing cleans and stuff? No, no you're only doing, and you're just doing, doing box jumps. That's the only plyo thing you're no, doing. No, no, there's got to be other stuff. Yeah, I'm doing bicep curls, tricep curls, bench press, and then fifty push-ups, seven-minute abs. I do that Monday, yeah, Wednesday, okay. Friday, <laughs> so and then Tuesday and Thursday I do ninety box jumps, seven-minute abs, fifty push-ups. Yeah, so that's that. That's my point. That's just that's basic fitness stuff. You're basically doing a bunch of, um, you know, nine mile runs, training for a marathon. Like you got to get specific at this point. I, yeah, that's true. More advice from the chat. Get some penultimate step advice for dunking. It's a lot like the last three the steps of high jump. Yeah, that's true too, right? Like I need someone like to it. come to. I need to find a dunker or someone to just come to a basketball court with me. And like, just show me like how to jump. That's what I need. I, I guess I there's can no high jumpers get a YouTube in Austin? video out, but I mean, got to get high jumpers. University in of Texas. Should I hit up Edric? Be like, yo, can I use one of your athletes? Practice yeah, who's dunking? who's or just get the jump coach. Send him an email. Be like, listen, this is a weird request. My name is Gordon. I cover track and field. I rank athletes, but right now I'm trying to dunk. Okay. Can you meet me at the gym? Maybe I should do that. Figure out a way. I mean, I try to get onto the Duke basketball court to see if I can run into Coach K. You think Coach K can we, teach someone how to dunk? No. Maybe basketball no. coaches don't know how to teach someone how to dunk because they just already have the dunkers given I, to them. I, I don't think that's a priority. Like, all right, guys, today I'm going to teach you how to dunk. No, I think this is where it's it's – important like the technique is important which is why i think there's some useful crossover with high jump i think it's actually good that yeah. you're in the track and field world with this one i was watching back uh the podcast where i made the announcement i made the announcement on january 3rd that i was doing this and i did mention how i was going to get a bunch of high jumpers on the pod to help me go through this um, yeah and it was also just interesting seeing colts and yours reaction to me saying i was going to do this and, Would I laugh? You, know, you guys laughed. Yeah. yeah. And you, I stand you, by you, that. You didn't doubt me. You gave me, a, yeah, we'll see. You, you told me to go slow, which I did because I broke my collarbone. That forced me to go slow. <laughs> but I feel like I'm where I need to be. I'm now in a, at first I had to cha transform my body. I did that. But now I need to actually learn. Transform your mind. So, now I got to transform the mind. Yeah. Transform the mind. What do you think, Colt? Breaking next? news. Duke has lost the basketball game. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just call back from that. Uh, no, I think you got it. I think you have a chance. You're going to, like, you still need, like, another six inches probably to dunk, right? Like, you'll get yeah. three or four from the wood, but that's well, still, hold on. like, quite a bit. Can you, can you do the freeze frame again with him when he grabs the rim? Yeah. And then can we Photoshop in a basketball? 
draw some lines on this. I'll try. Let's see. So there. Hold on. Let me find a basket. Yeah, here. you're. This is getting complicated. You're like, you're not even getting rim checked at that point. I don't think. Like, yeah, I think but get, again, yeah. I think you know this is. This was you should call this my first attempt. This is my new first attempt because the first attempt in January was just like a, a slob, just who didn't know what he was doing. But this is my real first attempt, so now I can actually train. And I think, yeah, getting six inches from here is going to be a lot in my weird mind a lot easier. No, like I feel like no, it's going to be hard. Hard part already. No, 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 no. That's exactly no? backwards. You've done the easy part already. Now it's the really, hard part because the improvement the starts to first. slow down. No, it's like anything. It's, just, it's easy to make the big gains in the beginning because you have so much that you can um, improve upon. Now it's the small stuff. That's what I'm True. saying. I think you need to have more specificity with your training at this point. And uh, you can make a good run at it. The court, obviously. Look, okay, here you go. Colt has photoshopped in a basketball. <laughs> oh, can you do that again? That looks that was like a dunk. <laughs> Well, for those of you not watching, Colt Photoshop in a basketball at the rim. Okay. Recorded. Uh, see where he goes. Oh! <laughs> yeah, it's a big ball. You gotta get around it. It's a big ball. But, like, it's, it's in a better position than it was in the other, the other, other January version. Um. DET522 says, I'm in Korea, otherwise I'd be there tomorrow. Plus, I first dunked in 1974. Damn. Oh. Nice little... Were the wood... Yeah. The wo How were the wood floors back then? Yeah. They're probably even more springy then. Probably Was old. it? I don't know. Um, yeah, I feel like... Yeah, so you're going to... I don't know. Well, you're going to get some advantage from the wood, right? And then you're going to need to... You're going to need to step it up to get that other... That other what whatever Colt's saying, three or four inches. Um, Should I do like an elastic thing where I like tie like a rubber band to my waist and I like jump? No, you need to actually ask somebody what yeah, to do. do That's that. what you need to do. You need to stop making up workouts and start. It's like our guest Kira Damato, when she made her comeback at first, she was making these huge gains, improving because she was doing serious training again, and then she's like, okay, now we got to really. Tighten the screws here. So was this my 1504 moment? Was this my 1504 moment? And now my goal is to become no. eighth best. This in the is world? when no, this is when she ran like 247 in the marathon. That's it's okay. You're not even to the you're not to the 1504. Okay. Actually, this might be when this might be when she signed her husband up uh for a marathon for like a birthday or a Christmas present or something as like a joke and then felt bad. So she signed up, so she ran it too. And around like three twenty or three thirty or something like that. That that that's my that might be where we're at. But here's the difference: she was an all American in college, you weren't. So I don't know how well this analogy holds. Yeah, I was not an all American. I think. Listen, I was all I conference. You, I kind of felt this. Yeah. Division three, central conference. No, yeah, yeah. no, no. Um, I think. Listen. I think it's just going to be cool if you do a mini ball. Now, whether or not that counts or not, whatever. As a New Year's resolution, nine, what ninety nine percent of those things fail for people. Yeah. So, I think I think I'd give you a lot of credit if you were able to even get that close. But I think you're you should shoot for a real basketball. 
and you should just, you should, you got 14 weeks, just like go all in. What are you waiting for? At this point, if you yeah. get hurt, who can't like you blow your Achilles out and can't move for two years, whatever you did it in the pursuit of dunking <laughs> what? at this point, I don't wanna, you I need don't to be willing to make that risk. I know you need People to be been... willing to risk it though. I mean, Colt told me don't have, don't uh, pull yeah. a Tom Segura and like, gotta be prepared for that. legitimately hurt myself. So yeah, gotta be careful. Sure. But at this point, I think you can take on, if you wanted, you got to decide, right? You got to decide how bad you want it. And if you want it, there is going to be a little bit of a risk that you overdo it and then something goes wrong. But I think if you just keep doing what you're doing, I don't know how much better you'll get at it. Okay. So yeah, next update will be me dunking a golf ball. The next video you'll see August. will be a golf ball. And then hopefully a golf ball. Hell, I'm going to get a I mean, golf ball by the end of the month. If I can get a golf ball by the end of the month. You could do a golf ball now, dude. It's like that. Golf balls yeah. are tiny. I think you got it now. You can do a golf well, ball right No, I haven't done it though. So let me just achieve this mini goal and then I'll get to the next goal. You know, little percentages here and there. I got an idea. I'll do golf ball in I... September, tennis ball in October, mm-hmm. grapefruit in November or cornucopia in November, Thanksgiving theme. I'll find something from the Thanksgiving cornucopia and dunk that. And then December, Christmas, basketball. I got an idea. Cole, how good are you at throwing alley-oops? Oh, I'm specialty. That's my specialty. I could definitely do that. Because he wouldn't really need to worry about palming it, but he could still do it one hand if you throw it in the right Right. spot. And he could just kind of like force it in there. I think that counts. Yeah, we could do that. That counts. You really don't need to worry about palming it because your moment, it's like playing lacrosse. Like you're constantly just gravity's keeping it. If I just have the ball in my hand, you don't really need to palm the dunk. I mean, it's easier, but I don't know. We'll figure it out. But anyway, dunk right. update. Well, I'm getting close. One last thing. Hold on. One last thing from our, our friend in Korea. Uh, they say start with the tennis ball, but then also one leg jumping drills, not box drills. 90 box jumps just going to get you box jump stamina. I need to start doing one leg jumping drills. Got it. Yeah, the box jumps are kind of getting boring too. So, all right. Yeah. I'll start in doing some st- one leg drills. Cool. All right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, Friday, we'll have another show. We'll probably do athlete of the year discussion at that point. Again, internet coach or guess my PR, write in flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks to our special guest, Kira D'Amato. Uh, Thanks to Colt for producing. We will talk to you guys on Wednesday.